2: I
1: am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanja Hade. Hey, Kareki, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. And we're live here at Target Field, and I want to get going right away with our special guest because he's spending some extra time with us just before he has to get going on air. We're with Twins Hall of Famer. World Series winner '87 and '91, Dan Gladden, welcome to Native Roots Radio.
3: Well, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. We've been kind of missing each other uh, for a little while, but here we are.
1: Yes, thank you so much for stopping in. I know this is a busy time of uh, the day for you, just be doing prep before the show. But what about the Twins since the All Star break? I'm just uh, totally, totally
3: happy. Well, 9 and 2 right now. They got the best record since the All Star break, but. Yeah, it's a busy time, but it sure is a fun time right now. I think that, uh, you know, watching these guys out here take batting practice, Seattle's in town, a contending team. Uh, I just think that the, the way they've been playing, they've been playing very competitive teams, very competitive baseball. And uh, I'll tell you what, the fans are really enjoying it. Had some late inning wins uh, the last couple of nights. So uh, looking for more of that uh, here tonight.
1: Well, it's, Herida- it's Native American Heritage Night, and that's why we're out here. And uh, we have, like, uh, former uh, Native Americans that have played Major League Baseball. Of course, Uh, uh, White Earth's uh, Chief Bender, Hall of Famer. Kyle Loesch was a Native American that played for the Twins. And uh, we're just excited out here to celebrate this. Again, the Twins, uh, I've been out here for the last few games, and they're the cardiac kids here lately.
3: (laughs) Well, they're fun to watch. And like you said, they make it it exciting, uh, especially last night, kind of back and forth there a little bit. But, uh, again, Carlos Correa came through there at the end. But it was collectively, I think collectively it was a team. uh, Twins win. Rocco got to use the whole lineup. And any time you use the the whole team, everybody feels kind of part of the club. And they feel that, uh, you know, they kind of contributed a little bit. And I think that that's what makes this team here so special this year.
1: They are. And you've been on two World Series teams. I mean, Hitting will win you games and pitching will win you World Series. Is, yeah. And their pitching is pretty good this year. Well,
3: It, it is. I think that uh, health-wise also has been uh, kind of key. You know what's nice? They'll be able to, if you get got the starters that they have, we lead. I think the league in innings pitched. Uh, also strikeouts. So I think that uh, with that being said, you, we're getting length in our starters. And that's going to complement your bullpen. And we got a nice, nice group of guys out there in the bullpen. Probably the first two months of the season, the, the offense was lacking. And I think that uh, that's kind of where we floundered about uh, 500. But now that the offense is kicking in and the pitching is good, I think you're seeing some separation right now with the Cleveland Guardians.
1: Well, was it a part of the uh, what the manager had to say before the All Star break, or was it a part of the changing the batting order, or was it part of Kepler hitting, or is it a combination of everything?
3: Yeah, I think it was a combination of everything, Robert. I think that you know when you go into the All Star break like that and you have four days off and you scatter. And a lot of players, you know, go back uh, to their native countries and, you know, visit family and then get on a flight and come back. No baseball activity. And then there's some guys that, you know, do stay active. Once you get back together, which we did, got back together out on the West Coast against the last place Oakland A's, I think really helped us and benefited uh, our team a little bit. You never know what's going to happen when you return uh, from the the, the All-Star break like that. So I'm just glad that uh, these guys are – where they're at right now and how well they're playing
1: well you've been on championship teams and of course you have your stars and you have your uh role players and it seems like uh, the twins manager really works his role players in a really good way i see a lot of switching and moving and people going to third and uh, uh, you know kerloff going to right and back to first and
3: you know and robert and it goes to show you that you know uh, even if i'm not in that lineup uh, initially i think the way rocco is using the the team here I got a chance to come in the ballgame a little bit later. I'm going to be prepared so when that opportunity arises, uh, I'm already ready to go for that certain situation. Got some veteran guys. Filtered in some younger players right now in Warner and uh, I consider Lernick still young. We've had some injuries uh, to Royce Lewis, who got an opportunity to really kind of take off. Jose mm-hmm. Miranda kind of stumbled a little bit. But you look at our club. I think they're they're veteran players out there, filtered in with some younger guys right now, and that makes for a championship team.
1: Well, and Kirloff, I do. I'm reading here that was a player of the week, and that's yes. uh, that's amazing. And and I think you talk about this a lot when he's up to bat that he waits long enough where he has power and as a right-handed or left-handed batter to right uh, left field.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think that goes to show you the discipline he has in letting that ball get in a little bit, but also it's his stride and his swing plane. Allows him to drag that bat through the zone there a little bit. And uh, to be able to have opposite power like that, uh, that that's something that you're either, you have it. Uh, I think some guys can learn it. Uh, but but I think that with him, that's his swing right there. And I would leave him alone and let him continue to do that. Kind of reminds me of a younger Ken Herbach wow. in a lot
1: of ways, don't you think? Yeah.
3: And you know what? Yeah, Also, I think that uh, uh, Jim Tomey, a younger player, yeah. Jim Tomey, you know, he... he hit a lot of balls, couldn't pull the ball. He hit a lot of balls foul like, and uh, got him to open up his stance. And then his power came to left center field, center field. It wasn't so much pull power. And I think that that's what uh, Kirloff also, he hit a ball the other night in right center field that was really hit well. But at the same time, I think that's about as far as he's going to go in pulling the ball down the right field line
1: well i know you got to get going here soon and i yeah. just want to say Peeny gigi thank you for being on and i, I just before we, we let you go i remember i'm you know an old person now i remember in 87 <laughs> when we got you from the giants and you were the igniter that that we needed And we didn't have a leadoff batter and uh it you know it you were tough tough as nails and it kind of brought it brought to the twins some toughness that they were lacking and uh I just remember that it was just it was great we had Mickey Hatcher and we released Mickey and got you
3: you know that was tough because I remember when I came over here that uh, you know when you when you trade and release somebody you're losing a guy that's been a teammate and Mickey Hatcher had been a teammate a good friend a fan, a fan favorite mm-hmm. so to come in here and try to have to fill in his shoes and I felt I'm going to be my own person and just play uh, my style of baseball and I grew up watching Pete Rosen which was hard for nine innings of just grinding it out out there. And when I came over here, that was the style that I had, and I think it uh, uh, it resonated with the the rest of the guys. You
1: don't have to answer this, but I was at the Hall of Fame, and uh, my wife and I, Wendy, saw you at the airport, but I got Pete Rose's autograph, and I feel like they're going to let Pete Rose in the Hall of Fame after he passes away, yeah. kind of like yeah. what they did with Leo DeRocher.
3: Yeah, shameful. And, you know, I- I'm kind of mixed here because as a kid growing up, going mm-hmm. to Candlestick Park, watching him play, Uh, Liked his style. Yeah. Uh, You know, what he did was was wrong. When you walk into any clubhouse, there's a sign, a poster that says, if you bet on any baseball, uh, you're going to be banned for life. So that was there. Uh, The fact that he did it, um, you know, he's paid his price. Uh, He did it. He's still paying the consequences for it. But at the same time, there's other people that have been elected into the Hall of Fame Mm -hmm. that have probably a worse background or... Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe has committed something as as bad, if not maybe worse, and they are in there. So yeah, uh, he's, the, <laughs> he's the leader in hits. Nobody's going to beat him. He's going to have that record forever.
1: And he is in the Hall of Fame, but uh, not his plaque. So, Dan, uh, we only got like a minute and a half here, and I really appreciate you being on. One of the things I wanted to ask you, because you started as a San Francisco Giant, uh, Willie Mays, greatest player oh. ever or not?
3: Well, Willie Mays, I, as a young outfielder with the Giants, we'd go to spring training, and of course, just like Minnesota. Uh, Rod Carew, Killer Killebrew Harman come into Killebrew. camp. Willie Mays came into camp and worked with the outfielders, and he sat right next to me. Oh. Uh, I, I got to just, you know, you, you get mesmerized yeah. when you hear stories of Willie Mays and the things that he accomplished. Yeah, I yeah. went and watched him play at Candlestick Park. You see all the records and all the things that he has done. And the thing that, that chews at me a little bit is that I'm supposed to have the... San Francisco Giants rookie stolen base record. Yeah, but they give it to Willie Mays, but he did it with the New York
1: Giants. Giants.
3: Yeah. So I think that that's a little flawed.
1: Yeah, especially after them being there for so long, yeah. I, I feel like they shouldn't be talking about the Washington Senators records with the
3: Twins too. Similar, similar, but you know, I, I just to be able to you know sit there in a room with Willie Mays and be able to go out there, you know, I played center field now, you yeah. know, he he was a showman yeah. uh, back then, you know. People get a little upset the way some of these guys play today. And all, and all <laughs> the charisma shot. that they, had. yeah, all the catches that they made. Well, Billy, Billy, Billy. Mays was doing it a long time ago.
1: That's right. And he could back it up. He never dropped it. That's right. Dan, thank you so much for My stopping pleasure. in Native Roots Radio. Hopefully, we'll see you again. But this is a great night, great celebration here, and a great time to come out to Target Field. A lot of seats left. And we got the Native American Heritage Month, and the Twins are on a roll.
3: Yes, they are. I'll tell you what, let's make a deal here. Come playoff time. You get back out here, we'll do this again. Right on. righty. Thanks a lot, you're Dan. Thank hey, you.
1: you're listening to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and we'll be right back after this short break.
2: Stay with us. Ho!
0: Be a Vaccinative. It's time to come together and talk about the urgent need to stay up to date on COVID-19 vaccinations to protect our heritage, our loved ones, and our future. Throughout history, we have always faced challenges, and today we must protect our culture and loved ones. This is our opportunity to ensure that our tribal gatherings once again resound with joy and celebration where the echoes of our ancestors guide our steps. It's a chance to care for our elders, cherishing their wisdom and stories for generations to come. COVID-19 vaccines are safe and effective. Let us unite resilient as ever and show the world the strength of the Native American community. Together, we shape a future where our traditions thrive, our children learn from our ancestors, and our people flourish once more. So be a Vaccinative and learn more about staying up to date with your COVID vaccinations at health.state.mn. US. That's health.state.mn.us. This message is brought to you in partnership with the Minnesota Department of Health.
2: Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots
3: Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
0: This portion of the show is supported by Minnesota Three Hundred and Fifty, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice.
1: Hey, there was a little delay there. Uh, good to see you. Uh, wow, what an exciting interview! Uh, we're here. Uh, this is Native Roots Radio, and we're at Target Field, and we're we have our own press box up here, and we are uh, celebrating Native American Heritage Night. And come on out to Target Field and and uh, join us. Right, Haley. <laughs>
0: Yes, sorry. I might switch mics here. But, yes, it's a great day to be out here. Slide
1: over and take that one. That's a good idea.
0: Yeah, it's a great time to be out here. And it's hot.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, it's great to have Dan Gladden on and talking about all those things. And, uh, please, everybody, uh, you know, uh, it's exciting. Uh, I just want to remind everyone, too, that Native Roots Trading Post is out here on target field on uh, right center on uh, uh, gate 34 and we have uh things that we're selling out there and uh, i just want to say that you know i haven't beat it or made anything uh haley but i definitely uh we have a lot of artists and i can name every one of them that's done something uh and so i'm really excited uh come out and check out the store check out the game come and say hi to us i know uh Uh, one of my daughters and her husband's going to be out here tonight, uh, and there's a lot of Native Americans out here, so I'm really, really excited.
0: Yeah, and we saw some, or you said you saw some, uh, women in regalia looking like it was, we're going to have some dancers on the field.
1: Yeah, some, uh, they're going to be dancing beforehand, there's a celebration, and I'm sure somebody from Prairie Island will be, uh, throwing out the first pitch, uh, Twins are doing really good. I, I guess we could uh, talk a little baseball here, you know. And uh, uh, one of the things that uh, Dan was talking about was uh, how, how well balanced the, the team is. And I've been out here uh, the last few days. I didn't come out last night, but uh, what a great win last night. And uh, I, I have the fever. I, I think uh, baseball has changed a little bit this year. I know a lot of people don't like that. I don't like the, the thing that they put uh, – Person on second base, uh, you know, in the extra innings. But uh, I like the fact that they've sped up the game again. The average time of the game is now two hours and 39 minutes, which to me, uh, Haley, is really uh, reasonable. And, uh, you know, they were touching four hours prior to that.
0: Right, and four hours. That's such a long time to be sitting. I mean, if you're in the stands, hopefully you're getting up and walking around and checking out what uh, the vendors got for food out
1: here.
0: <laughs> I know we were smelling hot dogs and popcorn <laughs> earlier, making us hungry while we're setting up.
1: We know what we're going to do right after this game, too. Or right after the show, I mean, not after the game. But, uh, well, we're going to clean up. But we're really blessed to be out here, and uh, this is kind of... Uh, if you know me, this is kind of a dream come true. I've always been a big baseball fan all my life, a big Twins nerd, and uh, you know, just have a lot of trivia. We're right now we're we're watching some batting practice here with the Twins, and uh, I don't know who do, who's up to bat there. I can't see right off the top. Well, they don't have their numbers on. Yeah,
0: they're all in in their practice stuff.
1: Right. So that was a right-handed batter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this looks like uh, oh that looks like um, Kepler is batting and left-hander and he's hitting it to right field that's good so it's good to you know have kind of with all the things that are going around going on in in the world it's kind of good to have a little little uh chill out and you know enjoyment kind of uh, guilty pleasure watching some baseball major league baseball or even, you know, us Native Americans, we're big in softball. I know that. I have a lot of relatives that are, over the years and still now, that are hugely involved with softball tournaments, and uh, they, right. keep, they keep going. I, we have a, a – he's my cousin, and he's 10 years younger than us, and I won't say his name, but uh, he was drafted. Uh, he was a, a ball player, and he was a left-handed pitcher, and uh, he was drafted uh, – by the majors
3: uh-huh. and
1: and he played for Harding high School, and uh, he 's still so he 's ten years younger than me he 's still playing softball and softball tournaments and that 's jason i don 't I don't want to say his last name because i didn 't want to <laughs> but uh, yeah, you can figure out if you look on my Facebook who it is
0: well that 's probably the well i 'll say I grew up watching baseball, I grew up mm-hmm. watching the twins and and really I think I knew. The names of almost every player back uh, probably when I was in elementary school. Uh, and just a reminder, I'm Gen Z, so yeah. a lot younger than you, Daga. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, Justin Morneau, Joe Mauer, mm-hmm. we were playing back in the day. And yeah. I wanted—I I looked up to Joe Mauer so much as a catcher. Yeah. And that's when I started playing softball. And the position I chose to play was catcher. And, and the only number I would wear was number seven. So, And that was funny, just Dan... I got my Joe Maurer T-shirt yeah, yeah, yeah. on right now, and Dan, Dan, wanted, Dan wanted to know who I was wearing. <laughs>
1: right. Well, I don't know if I have any Gladden jerseys. Uh, but, yeah, I go back uh, from the Twins. My favorite ball player was Harmon Killebrew. And uh, sure. he, uh, when he retired, he had the fifth most home runs of anyone in Major League history in 1975. Wow. I think he's 10th or 12th now. He's down there because people have passed him. I got to see Rod Carew in his prime. Uh, In 1969, when the Twins had Billy Martin as a manager, and uh, uh, Rod Carew, in the one and only year that Billy Martin was manager, Rod Carew stole home seven times and tied the major league record. Can you believe that? Wow. Uh, Yeah. That's, That's how they hustled. Then they won the division again under Bill Rigney in 1970. Tony Oliva, you know, he was the first player ever to win two batting titles the first two years. uh, He won Rookie of the Year, and then the next year he won a batting title, and then he won another one, 71. And I am so happy that he's in the Hall of Fame. Wendy and I went down for his uh, 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 induction into the Hall of Fame along with uh, Jim Cott, who is uh, probably one of the, if not the, uh, one of the best fielding... uh, Pitchers of all time with 13 gold gloves. I think, uh, uh, what's his name, uh, from Atlanta, it has 16 now. Uh, I can't think of his name, but he's a Hall of Famer too, the old Atlanta pitcher. But hey, we're here at Target Field enjoying life. We're looking at batting practice or taking it down, taking down the, the background there. And uh, if you go on to uh, Native Ritz Radio, why don't you uh, put the big picture up of uh, the field? got our view right up there that's pretty much our view of uh the skyline in the city if you're looking at uh
0: uh our facebook and and youtube YouTube, yeah. yeah uh but shantina who always comments on our our facebook uh live is asking how hot it is right now in minneapolis and i'm just taking a look it is 91 and i feel like earlier when we got here probably around two it was reading 93 yeah so it seems like we've got a little bit more overcast which i'm sure a lot of the fans here appreciate
1: (laughs) exactly um yeah and you know it's volatile weather too with this uh humidity heat uh i want to call it a drought because, uh, you know, we had all the flooding in the beginning of uh, spring, and then we haven't had any rain since. So uh, it's, it's crazy. It's totally crazy, uh, this global warming here. Um, one of the things, too, I was listening to somebody giving a, uh, a pitch about Target Field, and did you know uh, he had a little tour going on, and I was running around. I don't know what I was doing beforehand uh, <laughs> But I was running around them, and I was like, "I wanted to get, wanted to take a tour, I guess." But you know that they recycle their own water out here. Uh, so the underneath catches underneath the field, the grass field here at Target Field, recycles the water. So when you're water over watering grass, for example, mm-hmm. the water will drip in and they'll recycle that water. Oh, that's so, amazing! It is amazing. Uh, that's one of the things. And I can't believe, and I, I've told you this too, I can't believe that uh, they put this beautiful ballpark in such a small footprint. If you, I don't know, Haley, you're probably not young enough to remember this, but this was a little parking lot. And this is just an amazing field right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, our well, look around us. We've got skyscrapers to the left, skyscrapers to the right.
1: That reminds me of, reminds right. me of a song.
0: <laughs> right in the middle, right in the heart of downtown minneapolis
1: so you said that uh I, I mentioned my favorite twins and puckett's up there too uh her back those 87 twins and dan gladden what a class act for stopping in and, and uh kibitzing with us
0: absolutely yeah that was my first time meeting him i know you haven't showed me a picture you met him at the airport which is also very cool and very nice of him that he would stop and take a picture yeah with you yeah very cool
1: and then he told us a story, and I don't want to get into it. But I did read. If you Google uh, Scott Leas and Dan Gladden, you'll see that Scott Layus. He was telling us Wendy and me the story about uh, about uh, Scott Leas coming over to his house during his daughter's uh, <laughs> his his daughter's birthday party. But it didn't co- it didn't end up good for Scott Leas and. Uh, um, Gladden has always been pretty, pretty intense dude, and pretty uh, right on with uh, his feelings. So, hey, we're at Target Field. This is Native Ritz Radio, and this is part of Land Back too. We are here up in the <laughs> up up in the press box here for Native Ritz Radio. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: Stay with us. Oh.
1: Hey, this is Robert Pilot. I taught in St. Paul Public Schools for over 25 years and I want you to join the team and make a difference in our children's future. Right now, St. Paul Public Schools is offering hiring and retention bonuses up to $10,000 for a variety of teaching and classroom support positions for the next school year. Grow in a supportive and fulfilling public school setting. Limited bonuses are available, so don't delay. Apply at SPPS.org careers.
5: Minnesotans age 65 plus might qualify for Health Partners, Minnesota Senior Health Options. The plan includes personal support, coverage for medical prescription drugs and dental, plus over 30 extra benefits. Eligibility information is available at healthpartners.com slash one plan. Health Partners is a health plan that contracts with both Medicare and the Minnesota Medical Assistance Medicaid program to provide benefits of both programs to enrollees. Enrollment in Health Partners depends on contract renewal. Attention,
1: Native American community. We've come a long way in our fight against COVID-19. The emergency declaration may be over, but our responsibility to stay vigilant remains. It is crucial to remember that the virus is still among us, and we must continue to prioritize our health and the well-being of our loved ones and elders. Besides getting vaccinated, let's not forget the basics when we're around people who are still vulnerable to COVID-19. Wear your mask, wash your hands regularly, and take an at-home COVID-19 test if you have any symptoms. We've shown incredible strength and resilience throughout history, and we will triumph over this challenge as well. Let's honor our ancestors by taking care of one another and keeping our communities safe. Together, let's navigate uncertain times with courage and unity. Stay informed, stay safe, and remember that our actions today will shape a brighter future for our native community. Find more tips on continuing to be safe at health.state.mn.us. If you've made the decision to level your home and build new or to renovate, hire Better Futures Minnesota to take it apart by hand. Think before you scrap. Think of the energy and greenhouse gases saved by diverting what can be reused and recycled from the landfill. Better Futures Minnesota can do it for you. Hennepin County residents and public entities, there are funds available to make the environmentally right thing to do comparable to demolition. Check out BetterFuturesMinnesota.com. That's BetterFuturesMinnesota.com. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lilia. Showers and thunderstorms possible very late tonight with a low of 71. Clearing skies on Wednesday, very hot sunshine with a high of 95. Grab a tray at Cafe Latte and pick from their award-winning selections of soups, salads, sandwiches, and desserts. Cafe Latte is at Victoria Street and Grand Avenue in St. Paul or at CafeLatte.com.
4: This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman, 1, U.S. Panic Country, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio.
1: And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm awakened. This is Robert Pilot.
0: This portion of the show is supported by the Minnesota Women's Sexual Assault Coalition.
1: Hey, uh, we got our little camera there. It looks, uh, I don't know what happened. Something. Uh,
3: something happened
1: here. Uh, But hey, we're here uh, at Target Field. It's Native American Heritage Night here, and uh, we are looking uh, at right field here, uh, gate 35, right by the creative corner, and we have uh, natives dancing uh, traditional, and we have the drum over there. Uh, People from Prairie Island are here uh, dancing, and it's a a beautiful thing uh, to be happening here while people are... Are coming into the stadium, Haley.
0: Yep, yeah, the gates are open now, and we've got crowds coming in. Uh, we got there's a bunch of Native Americans. We got dancers that are they performing now, or do you think they're practicing? I
1: can see they're performing.
0: Yeah, I, I'm I'm hoping they come on the field and perform for for everyone once uh, before the first pitch.
1: I think it'll prob- probably be bef- a little before the game. We're here really early, and we're we're just excited to uh, to be here to talk about the Twins, to talk about Creative Corner. That uh, that uh, Native Ritz Trading Post is out here. It's just a win win situation, and uh, it's fu- so funny. We had a great interview with Dan Gladden earlier, and uh, I I was talking to Haley during break, and I was saying. Wow, that was really you know, we did like a twenty minute interview and she said, No, you just did like a minute longer than we usually do and I was like, Wow. I don't know. I I thought it was longer and I thought we were holding him here longer and uh he had just a lot of great insight and great information. What a class act to stop in and just say hey.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, it could it could be the different environment too, making time yeah. feel a little distorted, but there's a lot going on.
1: Yeah. Well, and then, you know, I, I'm looking at right now they're, they're, uh, the, they get this handed out about the Minnesota Twins. They're 54-48, and 48, and it talks about the Twins have gone 4-0. and You know, they, it's game notes, and in order to, to talk uh, coherently like they do, and I, I, I wanted to tell him this, too, and, uh, that I think the Twins broadcasting is one of the best in the country. And right. uh, I've listened to other ones, and uh, I, the radio side is amazing. I see tonight uh, on the TV side they have uh, Roy Smalley, who's a former Twin, World Series winner. Uh, amazing statistic on him: he was traded for Bert, for Bert Blylevin and Danny Thompson, and uh, I think Mike Coverage and Bill Singer were also in that trade. Uh, Roy Smalley has twin daughters, uh, you know, and that was. That was way way before you know inter interveeter or you know getting twins. It was pretty rough, and then he he also uh, was. I do believe he's one of the best twins. Broad uh, TV broadcasters. Uh, the insight that he has uh, that I, I don't hear by any. And I think uh, Morneau, who's uh, going to be broadcasting for the Twins too, has gotten better. But I, I just you know. Roy Smalley uh, the third has been doing this for a long, long time, and uh, I, I really enjoy listening to him, but I also really listen, like listening to Gladden. Gladden's probably the fourth longest now radio uh, personality. I was looking at that board uh, that that's in the press box that you see all the former uh, announcers, and, of course, Herb Carneo, who started in 62, the year after the Twins were here, and he was, did it over 40 years. He's a Hall of Famer. And I remember growing up and listening to him on the uh, car radio with my dad. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, baseball it crosses generations, you know, and I think that's one of the cool things. And I just want to give a quick shout-out to my son-in-law, too. His brother played, uh, Josh Johnson played uh, Major League Baseball, and he uh, he was just uh, honored in the uh, Florida Marlins. He was uh, all-star for two years in a row, and uh, the first time any uh florida marlin was uh, ever an all-star and we're gonna get him on when it's appropriate but he's a uh, an enrolled member up at leech lake and he's another native and uh yeah. so uh, yeah he'd be it,
0: great to have on the show
1: right on yeah, yeah well we get when he's in minnesota or something we can get him to come out here and, and get the press box again so how much time do we have left
0: you know we're le- right now we're at seven minutes oh
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it sounds like hey I can't wait till the bumper music because I've been just blabbing and I normally don't blab we usually have awesome guests talking about everything from you know pipelines uh going over sacred land uh, to actors to singers to uh guitar people uh things like that so it we right. we it's just been a real thrill to be here at Target Field and what a class act the Twins have been to let us do this.
0: Absolutely, and just kind of going back, I didn't about your rainwater fact about how they water the field and how that gets reused. Yeah, I would when I went to the bathroom, uh, TMI. But yeah. uh, they Thanks had sure. they they had uh, compost bins for the hand tissues like paper yeah. towels, and the parks like. Not to call out Washington County Park, but they don't even have compost
1: bins. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. When they're trying to do it right, and I, I appreciate we appreciate yeah. that, you know. Uh, it's still the cheapest ticket in town. You want to bring your family to see a major sport, uh, you know, if you don't mind sitting way up, which we are way up, and this is where, uh, you know, the press sits and can see the whole field exactly yeah see the whole field and and what's going on and uh so come on out tonight it's native american heritage night yeah and uh we see uh prairie island who uh you know treasure island is a big big been a big big sponsor of the minnesota twins and they are just awesome people uh uh down there uh, down by red wing and uh what a great is tribe Is that technically
0: they are. Welch, Minnesota?
1: Yeah. yeah okay,
0: cool. Yeah. Where well, their casino is, yeah. Right. That was my first time going there was for a concert, actually, about a month ago. Oh. Yeah, great venue for a concert, outdoor yeah. uh, amphitheater. It was really nice.
1: Well, they do a lot for the community, and they do a lot for their people, and that's really what matters because, you know, sometimes casinos get a bad name, but, you know, you dig deep in what they're doing and what people are doing with their casinos. They are helping their people, and I'm, like, catching a little ADHD here. Uh, Haley, I'm looking in right field, and those uh, dancers are still dancing, and it's uh, it's an amazing thing. We can't hear because there's, uh, like, batting practice music going on. I don't know if I'm sure everyone can hear that, but, uh, yeah, it's amazing.
0: So do you think there's going to be – what? do you want to do any score –
1: <laughs> Guesses,
0: yeah, give us a prediction of what you think the score is going to be.
1: Well, you know, it's not like football, Haley, and I know you love football. <laughs> I am it's a big like a football it's like I can't say the Vikings by three, 17 to 10. <laughs> and that's really seven points, just seeing you know, if you're paying attention. But uh, I don't know. It, it, there's similar teams, and the Twins have a good chance of winning because I'm telling you, since the All-Star game, like Dan Gladden said, it's just amazing how well they're playing. Different people are stepping up, so and the game's never over because the, uh, the last four victories or at least three of them that i can remember were really like in the last few innings they looked like they were going to lose it and then all of a sudden you know they came back they tied it and they won it you know so i'm thinking the twins in 10 <laughs> 10 innings
0: <laughs> well i hope as long as they win it i'll be good with that yeah how about that
1: definitely and then it, we got to just say too that they're giving out t-shirts to the first 5,000 people here, uh, and yeah. 5,000 fans, and they're really nice t-shirts. Uh, and they say Minnesota on it, and they have like uh, uh, Dreamcatcher colors, Native American design, and it looks really cool, and it has a little logo in the back for uh, Prairie Island.
0: Oh, does it? I didn't see the back. That's pretty cool.
1: So uh, I'm curious to ask you, and I don't know if this is a fair or unfair question, Haley, but the twins have a new hat. They have several new hats, but the one with the M and the star, uh, what do you think of that hat?
0: You know, it's very different from the other twins' logos. Mm -hmm. I will give them that, but I think this different is good. Okay. I do like it. I I like the North Star. That's what that's representing, right, above the M? yeah. They've got a star-looking logo. Uh, I I like the North Stars. I do. Yeah. I like that name.
1: I think at first... What I was a little uh hurt about was the fact that it was like looking too close closely like a uh Marlin's old M. But the more I see it and I see it on a lot of people wearing that hat, um, it looks pretty sharp and I'm glad they have still have the T C and I hope they never get rid of that like they did in the eighties because uh it reminded me when they brought that logo here, the NY for New York, the T C for Twin Cities, you know. Yeah. And the pinstripes that they used to wear.
0: Yeah. The TC symbol for the twins, I think, is very iconic. And Mm -hmm. that's always what I grew up seeing. Um, But I also do like the Twin Cities jerseys, too.
1: Yeah. And you know what's weird? They kind of look like the Saints jersey. So that's uh, the Saints years ago when they first came back in the 90s. They were very similar fonts and similar colors. And I don't know if that's what they were going for or what.
0: I dig it. I dug it, for sure.
1: Cool. Well, how are we doing on time? Because we're going to have Wendy up next. and uh,
0: Yeah, we we're... got about two minutes left here.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, what else can we talk about here? Um, well. I'm going to just tell you a quick, we, we talked a little bit. Uh, I want to say that, I uh, want to say that, uh, I'm looking at the former ball players, and Jabba, Jabba Chamberlain is Winnebago, and he played for the Yankees. He played for a lot of teams in the 2000s, oh, and wow. I just want to give him a shout out because I'm sure we're related to him somehow. Haley, we're related to everybody.
0: Yeah, if he's Winnebago, we probably <laughs> probably are. But that's very cool. I did not know that either.
1: Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm just getting a, yes. a message uh from uh micah my son-in-law i said i'm don't want to be on air i'm too nervous well join the club micah we're all nervous here on native ritz radio we just don't show it
0: yeah so if you're going to come out to the twins game get out here at minneapolis target field the twins are playing uh the seattle today and seattle mariners. So yeah, yeah the mariners right
1: yeah <laughs> definitely yeah six H- six forty football <laughs> so yeah, Java Chamberlain uh, played with the Yankees from 2007 to 2013, and then with the Tigers, and then Royals, and then ended up with the Cleveland team. And at that time, they were called something that we don't like to bring up. But he had a 25 and 21 uh, record career record. Uh, so we want to give a shout out to him because we know he's listening to Native Brits Radio because we're all over civic media, the Twin Cities. And, of course, YouTube and Facebook. So we're really happy to be here. And up next, we're going to have Wendy Pilot with the Sacred Animal Portion. You're listening to Native Roots Radio at the Twin Stadium Target Field. We'll be back after this short break. Please stay
2: with us. Oh. wow.
1: Your neighbors are talking about the Blue Line extension, connecting North Minneapolis, Crystal, Robbinsdale, and Brooklyn Park to the light rail transit system.
0: I feel like a lot of times people, when they think about transit, it's like, well, it's a bus, it's a train, it's whatever. But it, it really isn't. It's a lifeline for many communities, and it feels like something that
5: we really need here.
1: Hear more of this story and others at yourblueline.org.
5: Life is a journey, and the Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas will help you get where you want to go. Located in downtown Minneapolis, this affordable two-year college provides free textbooks, a laptop, meals, career coaches, and a Metro Transit pass, making DFC the perfect pathway to a bachelor's degree. Turn your dreams into reality at Doherty Family College at the University of St. Thomas. Apply today at dfc.com dot thomas edu you hear
1: a lot about rudy luther toyota's hybrid cars but maybe you're asking yourself are they worth it let me say from experience Absolutely. I have a Toyota Sienna hybrid, and the proof is in the gas tank. Before my hybrid, I was filling up my tank once a week. Now it's consistently every two weeks. I did the math, and my hybrid is saving me over $1,000 every year. And the Toyota hybrids are some of the most stylish and comfortable vehicles you'll ever drive. Now's the time to get a Toyota hybrid. Set up a time to test drive one today at Rudy Luther Toyota, the southeast corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. Back to Native Roots Radio presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot.
0: This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl. Howl.
1: Hey. hey, we're here at uh, Target Field. Still plenty of time, and people are rolling in here. We're uh, it's Native American Heritage Night, Heritage Night here at uh, Target Field in Minneapolis, and uh, everyone, come on down. Hey, you know. I, I kept on saying to Haley uh, how much time do we have left, because I'm normally not talking this much. We usually have a guest talk to, uh, this much, and so time's dragging. I guess I must be boring to myself, huh, Haley?
0: No, you're not that bad.
1: Oh, okay. You, mm. get, a ra- you get a raise. All right. All right, hey, right thank you. Hey, so hey, without any further ado, we're going to have Wendy with her sacred uh, portion of the show and give us a break. So, Wendy, take it away.
2: Thank you, Robert. Hey, everybody. My name is Hana Jihihani. That means cares for them. I was given that name by my Dega Curtis. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. I'm a Humane Policy Volunteer Leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And as always, it is my pleasure to do those type of things. And I often talk about, especially during the summer, how we could help our wildlife by leaving water out in our backyards and around and filling up the bird baths and making sure that the water is clean and changing the hummingbird nectar. um, At least every couple of days, especially in the hot weather, Uh, that nectar needs to be changed. Um, If not, the sugar in the nectar will ferment. And when the little hummingbird takes a drink of that nectar uh, it ferments on their tongue and then their tongue gets um they can't use their tongue anymore and then they die so it's really important if you're going to have uh, nectar out for the hummingbirds it is a commitment and uh, i make my own it's uh, one cup sugar and four cups of water just boil it up on the stove, just remember to just use plain old granulated sugar. Please do not use raw sugar, sugar or anything else. Just regular plain granulated sugar. One cup of sugar, four cups of water, and then just fill the container up just so, just enough so it comes through those little uh, flower petals on your uh, dispenser. And then, just wash it out with uh, nice hot water, and that 's it. Fill it up every couple of days and Then you could keep the other the leftover nectar in the refrigerator in a pitcher i 'm not sure how long it stays. I think I keep mine for about two weeks, and that usually that usually does it. But um, Robert, you texted me a picture the other night. It was really hot out of a a possum drinking from the water dish that we keep outside. So while I'm away, Robert, I appreciate you um, watering and filling up those containers for the animals and watering all our plants and keeping everything hydrated. So thank you. Um, But I wanted to talk a little bit about the possum. And I really love these little animals and they are really good to have in your backyard because they eat a ton of ticks. So I always welcome the possums. I know some people think that they're ugly, but I don't. I think they're very, very cute. And uh, this is a little bit of information. And this is from the North Texas Wildlife Center. And I'm just going to read this. The possum is one of the world's oldest mammals dating back to 65 million years ago. They're often referred to as living fossils and have remained mostly unchanged over time. A female possum, can have 13 to 20 babies, but she only has 13 nipples. Mama is pregnant for only 12 days and gives birth to fetal-like joeys that are the size of your pinky fingernail. That's pretty small. At this stage, they have no back legs, but they have crawl claws that allow them to climb into the pouch and latch onto a nipple for nutrition, warmth, and security. Nature is cruel, though, immediately culling the weak. So, to, um, to slow too slow to make it to the pouch? Sorry, you lost your spot. Too weak? Oh, well, it's over before it be- even begins. Two to four months later the babies begin to leave the pouch and ride on the mama's back. But nature strikes again, too weak to hold on, bye, too soon to catch up. Oh, sorry, sorry, you're gone, you're a goner. So nature is pretty cruel to these cute little animals, but as they grow, they begin to fall off in a revolutionary, advantageous, dispersal pattern. Instead of concentrating the population into one area, they're known to spread out. Nature and man make problems, challenges uh, for their survival. Cars, cats, dogs, poison, predation, litter habitat loss, and abuse. If you see a possum in your yard, he fought to make it so far. So don't let your Mild inconvenience inconvenience take away his life. Do not trap, do not relocate, do not poison. Be kind, coexist. After all, they were here first. Yes, 65 million years ago. That's amazing. It really is. Um, But I love those little critters. And I'm happy because they do eat uh, ticks. So if they're in my yard eating all the ticks, I'm just happy because then the ticks don't get on my dog. Uh, we do let our kitty cat um, Lucy outside, but only when we're outside and she just stays in the backyard just for a little while. She does like to sit in the sun and hang out. So hopefully the possums ate all the ticks and they're not going to land on any of our dogs or cats. So happy about that. I have an update from the National Eagle Center. And um, this is a uh, something that I didn't know, they say that bald eagles swim. So our p- post earlier uh, referenced the backstroke showing a bald eagle flying inverted during a mid-air tussle. Of course, they were use completely different stroke when they swim and they do swim. I didn't know that. People are often quite surprised to learn that eagles can swim. It's a fairly regular occurrence that members of the public or a follower here on Facebook share a video and they're complete shock with us at the sight of a bald eagle swimming on a river or a lake. Of course, the natural reaction when seeing this for the first time is that the eagle needs assistance, but... They are very capable and often use this technique to bring larger fish to shore for a very filling meal. It isn't the most graceful or even planned activity for an eagle, but sometimes the pursuit of food, fish, results in an unexpected dip in the drink. <laughs> this also ties into the misconception concerning how much weight an eagle can carry. Catching a fish too large to fly back to shore, often only three to four pounds, is common, and a hungry bald eagle is not eagle eager to simply let that fish go. So they drag it through the water to shore using what is best described as a butterfly-style stroke. One final note has to do with another misconception, being that eagles often drown because they cannot release their talons at at will and are pulled under by a too large fish. This is false. Bald eagles can often open and close their talons at will and drowning due to a fish is either the result of exhaustion if they were too far from shore or their own stubbornness for refusal to let the big one get away. So that is our update on eagles and I was not sure that they could swim so I'm glad that they can and if I do see an eagle in a lake or a river I won't be as concerned. And with that Robert, back to you.
1: Hey, thank you. Thank you Wendy. Come on out to Target Field. This has been Native Ritz for 80 Presents. I'm awake and we'll see you tomorrow. There's my, uh, my Inu there. Whoa. We'll be back tomorrow. See you.